Yes. <laughs> Going through changes. Welcome. To the Love Change. Podcast. With Amor. Okay. And you got a lot of volume today. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta speak up a bit. People can hear you. <laughs> yeah. I work on that. <laughs> bit nervous. I feel Kay's a bit nervous because her question sheet's slightly empty. I never have a question sheet, so I'm pretty comfortable. All jokes aside, uh, today's uh, topic came through a response one of our listeners and viewers gave us. Um, last week we spoke about the emotional roller coaster going through change. Yeah. And uh, she mentioned a pretty, uh, yeah, how to say it, uh, uh, intense life event, life change. Her daughter uh, is probably diagnosed with uh, something that they cannot cure. So she knows that her daughter will pass away uh, before her say it the best way I can say it and uh, that's a tough one uh, she shared that with us and uh, I, I the only thing I could think was like well that's heavy you only I don't even know what it is to have kids that have kids so she has grandkids so she's dealing with losing her own daughter she's dealing with her grandchildren losing their mother yeah uh, whole bunch of levels of uh, grief and pain and at the same time um, having the gratitude that you have time to spend together and just enjoy the life that is there uh, how can we re relate to that how can we connect to that and that's just an example yeah um, and that led us to today's topic for me for instance I've broken my neck and a lot of people and they don't know what it's like. I don't expect them to know what it's like uh, on a lot of levels. Uh, we cannot relate. Mm -hmm. uh, does that mean that we also cannot connect? Uh, that's why Kay has prepared all these questions for mm -hmm. us today. But that's today's topic is uh, being able to relate while you are going through change or can you relate or connect with others that are growing through changes i guess great examples are uh, losing a job um, losing a partner other one is finding a partner so if one uh, your best friend and you, you're always hanging out and kicking it. Yeah. And suddenly they meet somebody and then you're not kicking it as often. Yeah, uh, if someone is starting to plan a family and you're still single, or even if you're in a relationship, but maybe you don't have family plans. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly everything you suggest about family plans and children, etc., you just like can't deal with that. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you kind of like, yeah, you lose the common ground mm. that you had together in some sense. Yeah. Or you define a new common ground, right? 
That's what we're going to find out today. I want to know from UK. Yeah. Just a question that comes to my mind is, uh, uh, when have you really uh, had the feeling that you lost connection with other people because you went through something or they went mm -hmm. through something? I think for myself, it was really um, going through the process of burnout and really deciding to not go back to a corporate life. You really realize that you lose people that you thought might have been friends, that might have been close colleagues or whatever mm -hmm. you would call it. Because you just, you define the whole portion of your life in a new way. <clears throat> and I was like, I don't know what's going to come, but I'm definitely not going back to the corporate life. Mm -hmm. So then you really like, you lose the pace that others have, but you also lose the topics to talk about. And then also when you reflect, you're like, yeah, actually every time I have seen those people, we mainly talked about work, but it was a big connecting factor. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you just, yeah, then you just kind of part ways. And this is uh, also, because that's what I'm wondering, like, what you said, when you lose common ground, mm -hmm. you lose a lot of connection. Um, but that's what I was thinking when, when a viewer messaged me is like can you still relate with those people or can they relate to you i think it really depends on what the connection was like before i think it made me really think about it if we ever had like a personal connection really or was it just around work you know i think if you have a certain personal connection with that person mm -hmm. it's different like if you think about school friends yeah. that you haven't seen forever yeah. And then you meet those people and everyone is a whole different in a whole different situation in their life. Like I have friends that already have kids yeah, and they stay yeah. in my hometown and still you meet and you just feel like time stopped in between because you had a common ground. You really had something personal in common, I would say, like really either you grew up or you had really a life event together. And then you can always connect to this back and go back into the present I think but for me it was really all those or most of the relation connections that I had around my work mm -hmm. was really not getting the connection anymore because it was just like yeah if I change 80% of my life then obviously I don't know if those people have met me around who I was in the 80% of my time they, then probably you mm -hmm. cannot connect around the 20% that I left in the 80% that I'm going to rebuild, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. A bit mathematical. But, yeah, uh, a bit, but sometimes that helps, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to bring some mathematical approach to the table. Yeah. But I guess that's what it is. Well, what makes me wonder is... Uh, like, if you meet somebody mm -hmm. that also quit their corporate life, mm -hmm. then you click, I guess. I don't know if that's true. I think true. so. Then you're like, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The hell with the, yeah, the hierarchy or like this thing, the things you walked away from and the things you achieved by doing that major step. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you can relate to each other. Yeah. 
but if you meet somebody right now who's really happy in the corporate structure, mm -hmm. can you still relate to them? I think I can, but I would, yeah. If, I don't know, the, like in my experience, those people would talk a lot about their work mm. because life was not really happening much. Mm -hmm. It was at least who I was surrounded by, you know? So then like if someone is talking 80% of the time about their work, then I cannot relate because like I understand what it's about. I can give them advice. Like, I don't know, we can talk about it, but it's not something that I'm personally invested personally interested about you know i care about the person more than their work or their title or whatever it is i don't know i think that's and that has changed for you yeah definitely yeah and if you would meet somebody who is uh, very into their work and title and all those things i guess something in me would think yeah go ahead you want to learn your lessons I don't know, maybe that's a bit... Um, cocky. Then maybe that's a bit cocky, that's true. Thanks for saying that. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think at least coming myself from the place to think this is it in mm -hmm. life, to achieve great things by having great titles, I think I can maybe pull up that cockiness mm -hmm. a bit. Yeah. yeah, there's some authority there. Yeah, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. How about you? How about, how about me? <laughs> Gotta come up with questions, Kate. Gotta formulate questions at least. I'll just say, what about me? How are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing tonight? <laughs> doing great. I've been sleeping wonderfully. That's great. <laughs> I think it's very ambivalent. I always have had a great gift and curse i guess to be able to relate to other people mm -hmm. yet while being able to do that always i felt like nobody ever could really relate to me because of the accident no even no, prior to the accident if i look at you know our family history Nobody's the same. Mm -hmm. We all share the same emotions, but like I would always feel weird because some people cry and complain about very small stuff. Mm -hmm. And then I can I can relate to them that yeah it hurts when you hit your leg. Mm -hmm. But then again, what's your baseline to be mentioning that you're uncomfortable or in pain? So if I you're right basically because your level was i call it deeper now different mm -hmm. you think you cannot relate to people that haven't had that kind of history i didn't think they could relate to me i can relate to a lot of people yeah but they could not relate yeah and that assumption i would say also made me not share as much mm -hmm. because i would be like what are they gonna understand? That's also a bit cocky. I think it's not per se cocky. It's very, uh, it had to do with me not willing, 
be willing to share yeah. or uh, being afraid of connecting on that level. So I would always uh, ask a lot and, and find out a lot of about people, mm-hmm. uh, about their personal journey, you know. Yeah. Uh, but never share much about my own. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because I think I I really think that that that's that can be a great connecting factor. So if you say you're going through a bunch of changes um, like I was living together with my partner and it wasn't working out and now we have to break up. If somebody has never moved in with their partner, it's really hard for them to understand Mm -hmm. what it is that you're going through. Yet, if you do not share that you have gone through such a thing, then that person will never reach out to you if they are in a point of life where they are going through that. It's a super weird, may I interrupt? It's a super weird example to compare it to, but it brings me to like, um, if you hire someone and that someone is an expert in that field, mm-hmm. you kind of think, oh yeah, the person is amazing. But at the same time, you can take someone who is completely coming from a different area mm-hmm. and may just interrupt the whole thing because they have a whole different mindset. So someone that have never been able to relate to your experience could also give you advice that would be super different, but super on point Mm -hmm. because it's a whole different perspective that they have, you know? Yeah, I think uh, that's how I can be a coach. I do not have to have had the same experiences that people are Mm -hmm. going through do not need to have the expertise in their field, mm. but I can sit there with them and acknowledge and validate what they're going through and connect, mm. make them feel connected Yeah. Uh, by truly connecting with them, by not judging, by not having an opinion, but just having questions. And also taking the bird perspective, right? Yeah. You... On what their challenges are. That's, uh, that's up for them, like, that's why I found how I started the the podcast was asking people about the changes they went through and to ask mm-hmm. what was hard about it. Yeah. Like you don't know what is within a change or something that somebody goes through. Yeah. What the true uh, barrier is that they have to move through. Mm-hmm. You don't know what what's yeah. what makes it challenging for a person. Yeah can imagine but then you're making assumptions yeah and and uh, those say more about you than about them Mm -hmm. at the same time um, for instance the burnout coaching that I'm doing now all the uh, burnout prevention content I just have my frame of reference when I had a burnout and I had it as an entrepreneur Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what it's like to be employed and have a burnout. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to have a boss and tell them that, hey, I cannot come in sick or them calling you, etc. Yeah. But we can relate and connect on the fact that we kind of 
disregarded how we are doing mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. and that that is something i know very well and can share mm-hmm. my experience and research on and add a little commercial for the webinar this thursday how not to burn out but it's still like i think the prime example for this is uh, refugees uh, the Dutch government uh, is like, we will have 500 political asylum seekers per year. And uh, if these uh, people are, uh, you got to ask your phone for some permission. Hi. Uh, if these people are single males, then people don't want them in their neighborhood. If just because the people in a, a town or a village have never had to move themselves and leave all they had behind. They are like, oh, that's a foreigner and he's a guy, he's single, he's going to touch our kids. Like that person has left everything they had to build a new existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, not saying he's not a pedophile, but the odds are very little. Uh, so it's they cannot re- they cannot relate so, they cannot connect yeah while if you uh look at uh, colombia and uh, venezuela mm-hmm. for instance when venezuela is a complete mess colombians are super open to venezuelans coming mm-hmm. in because they also had in their history that mm-hmm. colombia was a mess and they went to venezuela mm-hmm. So they understand what it's like to be forced to leave everything you have and go somewhere else mm-hmm. just out of search for safety and shelter and food. Yeah. Yeah, I think in our Western culture, it's just like people cannot relate how it is to lose everything. Mm. And even, I don't know, I mean, those guys usually often also just have to leave their family because they're like, hey, I'm going to go first. I'm going to build something and then yeah, you, you can, can come. come. Yeah. I mean, my parents also left me for a while with my grandparents to just build something mm-hmm. in Germany before they were like, okay, now you're ready to move. So I think that's like, for most people, just not able to imagine because they never have been in that situation of like losing everything, not having a safe place to stay. Yeah, I think when I was in Curaçao uh, the second time for six months, riding. Uh, didn't allow my mom to come, didn't allow much, uh, no friends to come, and I was living by myself. And for the first time, I was thinking about, wow, uh, my uncle or my dad, they were the first ones to move out of the Nether- Iran mm-hmm. to the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have money, they didn't speak the language, there was no f- phone, they could send a letter once per month it would arrive until you would read it and reply. Loneliness, just the amount of loneliness you experience in that is so uh, intense and I cut my finger and that's where I really felt like lonely because then you're in need of help, like your health Mm -hmm. is in danger Mm -hmm. and when you don't have family and friends around to take care of you. 
luckily I had somebody to help me get to a doctor. Um, yeah. But uh, these are the things, like if you have not experienced such a thing, mm. uh, can you connect with somebody? Can you relate with somebody? Can you, maybe the question is, how can you relate with other people that are going through things that you have never gone through? and at the same time when you are going through something that nobody else can relate to how can you still connect with others mm -hmm. i think the most important one is to really keep an open mind mm. you know when listening to someone not to like build an opinion in your mind mm. and be like this is this and this is this and that person is like this no just keep an open mind and ask open questions mm. and connecting on a Emotional level, I think, is the easiest way for humans to connect. Mm. You know, if you say, how did it feel to be left alone? How did it feel to not know what the future is going to bring? That's usually where you can really create a connection between humans. Mm. Even if like the circumstances that happen to that person are completely not something that you have even close experience to. Mm. Yeah. yeah you've had success with that yeah i think that was the best way to to get some connection you know it also it depends how much someone allows it that's the, the other side is always to mm. two people if you want to establish a connection but i think if you yeah, let someone feel that you really feel and you want to feel and you're interested in experiencing how someone felt or feels. Mm. I think that's at least the, the best way to get somewhere. That's how I feel about it. Mm. Yeah, then that's the... What you're saying is besides having an open mind, is also having an open heart to be really yeah. receptive to those feelings. Yeah. I think also, like, even in daily life, if you feel misunderstood, mm -hmm. which is also a lack of connection, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know, if we have a discussion and I feel you completely didn't get my point, if I would say, listen, you did this and you did this, it would not really do much. But if I'm like, listen, I feel really misunderstood, I feel I'm not getting... <laughs> Start yawning again. <laughs> I'm not getting uh, my point across. Can you please, uh, like, just just listen to me and mm. not, you know, don't listen with the intention to reply, but just listen with an open heart. Mm. I think that would bring us definitely further. Yeah. And I I said to people when they told me stories and they were like super heavy stories. I was like, I really cannot relate, but I can stay here and listen. That's true. You know? And I think that's that creates something that gives the other person something that mm. makes them feel you care. Mm. I think if I look at myself, I have excluded myself many times mm. or made myself feel isolated or misunderstood just by assuming people wouldn't understand 
Yeah, but that's your so, assumption, right? Exactly, but yeah. what I'm thinking now is also how common it is. Like it's easier to drain your sorrows in a bottle mm. uh, than yeah. to open up about it. But it's difficult. You never know what is going to come back. What do you mean? Yeah, if you open up about something, you don't know if you get judged. You don't know what you're going to come across. If you turn to the bottle, the bottle isn't going to give you any response. It's a safe... Uh, it's safe. a silent... <laughs> It's a silent yeah. listener. Yeah, that's true. You know? So, yeah, yeah, staying with yourself keeps you away from any danger of being misunderstood. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there is some risk involved in opening up yeah. in that sense, trying to connect. But you're just never going to find out if you don't open up. You know, my... My daily mantra with my work is like, if you don't ask, it's going to be a no. Mm. But if you ask, it might be a yes. So if mm. you don't open up, nothing's sure, going to yeah, change. Sure but if you open up, you can get surprised. And you can get surprised, someone reacting really harsh. Then you'll be like, yeah, mm. that was not great. But then still keeping that open mind and be like, I try with someone else. Some people might really surprise you how they can. Yeah, understand, respond, yeah, respond, exactly, click, respond connect. even, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think for me, the biggest journey hurdle was uh, uh, accepting disappointment. Mm -hmm. Like, to prevent disappointment, I would not reach out, not try mm -hmm. to connect um, by changing my yeah how bad I thought the disappointment would be like if I uh, reach out and somebody just denies um, then that's that but because you're trying to protect yourself from that part of it you exclude all the other options that might come out of that interaction. You really assume that this mm. is going to be the response, right? Yeah. But I, at the same time, I struggle with it because it wasn't my uh, initial programming. Like I created a safe world for myself by protecting myself from those disappointments. And I see a lot of people being hesitant and afraid to feel that disappointment in trying to connect. Like, I'm really hurt, something really heavy happens. Instead of trying to reach out, mm -hmm. I isolate. And not just me, a lot of people. You also, if something gets to you, you prefer to be by yourself for a moment. For a moment, yeah. For a moment. But it's a difference. Oh. For myself to like just collect myself again mm. and not bark back for something that, okay. you know, just like I prefer to respond in a respectful way. And in that moment, if I'm really just like scattered in my mind, I might not respond the way I want to respond. Okay. That's why I'm like, I need a moment to collect myself. Mm. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I mean, 
as I said, I think keeping it to yourself doesn't change a lot. Doesn't sometimes it also if you get someone to give you a little hint for something, it might really change your perspective, eh? What do you mean? Yeah, if someone gives you a little advice, a little something on the way, whatever the understanding level is, mm. but they give you just a little thing and then you'll, it might change your whole perspective. It might take away the weight you had around that topic. It might really just shift it. But if you mm. stay with yourself, that usually doesn't happen. I don't have so much insight by myself. You know, I don't know. Sometimes mm. I feel like people can... With one little remark, no, add so much to the situation. Yeah, what I think funny would come to my mind is mm. also instances that I'm like, oh, this is so horrible what I am experiencing right now. And then, uh, for instance, my mom's like, ah, you're making a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Super pisses you off that somebody's like, ah, oh, that's nothing. You're just a whiner. <laughs> that's not the reaction you're looking Absolutely. for. And then your sadness transforms into uh, madness. <laughs> <laughs> Anger. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're away from where you are. You're like, ah, oh, this stupid fool doesn't know <laughs> what I'm going through. Which is also a shift. Yeah, it's definitely it's a shift. Yeah. And I have done, I think I have that quality too, to be like, ah, it's just a little pain, never killed nobody. Mm-hmm. If somebody's uh, afraid of something, to be like, yeah, what are you afraid of? Mm-hmm. You know, to not really understand that f- feeling of fear. Yeah, I think you're just not good with fear. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, but. I don't know, I don't feel you have a coding for fear in your system. Lack the intelligence, <laughs> my mom would say. Oh no, I wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> so, no, I feel it's like it's a sign just... of intelligence. Fear is a sign of intelligence. You're missing it. I disagree. <laughs> no, but I guess I yeah. Makes me think of the conversation I was having with Ridvan about uh, his friend and their newborn. Mm-hmm. that needed to get mm-hmm. surgery and yeah. us talking about like we do not know what it's like like I don't have children mm-hmm. Ridwan has a daughter they had a daughter and it immediately had to go into surgery yeah. and the baby is like Crazy. in the intensive care unit the first two weeks of its life yeah. we're just sitting there like heavy stuff is just super intense. Yeah. We don't know. Maybe their parents are like super grateful for their opportunities that their kids can go through the surgery and they have a super positive mindset and they're just, it's a catalyst for strength for them and bonding. And yeah. we're just sitting here. But if you would get the chance, it would be interesting to find out, you know? I'm definitely curious about how they're doing and I wish the best for them, but... I also wonder... Like, does it make it... harder for them to relate to other people? 
you know, or, or like you sometimes talk about these super efficient, uh, competitive moms mm -hmm. that you cannot relate to. You cannot relate with them. Yeah. You cannot connect with them. Yeah. Because I don't have kids. Yeah, but also you're like, you're too efficient with your kid. It's like a yeah. system of performance and maximizing results and uh, schedules and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, think I prefer to have a life, but <laughs> it's a different thing. It's also an assumption. <laughs> yeah, they, they do not have a life. You know, maybe they really... Maybe can. they do. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, when you cannot relate to somebody, mm. it immediately... Creates like a... Gap. Yeah, void. A separation mm -hmm. in the connection. Absolutely. yeah. But then if you overcome that hurdle to talk to someone... Then you can eventually like, really like you right now. You you you're doing the superfood stuff, mm -hmm. the superfood pharmacy. Mm -hmm. I can imagine a big part of your clientele is the super efficient moms. Absolutely, they would not be that super efficient. Can be the most super efficient. Exactly. Yeah. So then suddenly you have something that is your mm -hmm. common ground. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, I don't like the side effects of uh, coffee or sugar, but mm -hmm. I want to be up and uh, active. Mm -hmm. uh, drink this drinky. Boom! It has all the superfoods. Now you can. Mm -hmm take your kids to three more classes because uh... <laughs> yeah yeah i think i had well, i had that experience not with those moms but with younger girls when i would go to my bar burn classes i would almost always be the oldest one in the whole group not caring about how i look how what my hair is doing just like i i have a gym class that's where i go all those young girls perfectly color coordinate makeup on perfect hair everything and you see them and they are like checking every move in the mirror. And afterwards you listen to their talks in the changing room and mm. you just like, you realize how much insecurity there is. Yeah. You know, that was for me one of those interesting where you like, you assume someone, I always say young and arrogant, right? About those guys, like mm. they come across young and arrogant, but there might be also a lot of insecurity. And then like you would not find out if you would not talk or if you would not eavesdrop on those conversations. So I think it's always interesting. If you talk to someone, you might really find different facets of someone mm. and what there is in in them. So in every yeah story that we share, we might discover a different side of a person. But do you think you could not relate to them or connect with them because you were not insecure? Like no, that, I, or I was just like, I think I'm just really over this phase of my life mm -hmm. to care how I show up in the gym class. It's a gym class. I'm there to sweat, mm. to work my booty. That's why I'm there. Mm. Not to be perfectly color coordinated with a flat belly, perfect hair and makeup. No one has time for that, at least not me. Mm. You know, so it's not that I'm not insecure, but I think I just grew out of this time in my life. To have all those insecurities and i would love to share that but if you don't talk then you also don't share mm. it makes me think of this thing that people say like i used to be just like you <laughs> this, this, this <laughs> sentence mm -hmm. or you're you're like me 10 years ago stuff mm -hmm. like this that's you know? really interesting i love when people say that yeah, you said, it, you you say said that. it recently about somebody yeah, she's where I was so many years ago. Yeah. And then that creates a relatability because you understand their mm. 
reality situation in life yeah and you also understand that they think that is reality mm-hmm. and now you have a different version of it mm-hmm. so you can connect to them but you're coming from a you share something yet at the same time you have something different mm-hmm. while if somebody is at a place that you completely do not understand like you've never been like that you've never thought like mm-hmm. that then it's like hard to understand, like us, like we're opposites in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. that I had to learn from you all these struggles with uh, food and self-image, like we have the shared relationship that makes us connect on that level. And also makes us curious about understanding. And you yeah. care for the other person. Yeah. But if if you're not curious about the other person, if you do not care about the other person. Then you most probably would not talk to the other person. <laughs> no, but then you also do not connect or nor yeah. relate, right? Yeah. So this whole having an open mind and inquiring about how that feeling is, etc. Requires that level of empathy. Yeah, but also it brings me back to the idea of like, um, is what is it? The um, it's Carl Gustav Jung. The Jung. The the. Having sex with your mother. No, that's Freud. Shadow. The anti-shadow theory, where like if someone, like irks so much in you and you're like oh it's so it triggers annoying something. triggers something that is basically something in you that, you that either you neglect or, or you really want to have that but you didn't achieve to have that no. so that's also super interesting if you have that where you cannot connect with someone at all then you should ask yourself hmm what is it super interesting approach because mm. then you might really find out a lot about yourself which is great too it's a learning opportunity. Yeah, it is, you know? Like, when you meet those people, like, I said this this one guy in my office, in my office space, that is just super loud, talking all the time on the phone, like, annoys the fuck out of me because I cannot focus on myself and have to wear my headphones all the time. I was just never that person. Mm. Also, like, if I would have a call, I would go outside, I would never talk loud on the phone, etc. Mm. But, of course, it is a level of connection if, if it's also a level of lifestyle. If you can have day of work in the office and you can spend five hours on the phone wow chapeau amazing <laughs> you want that I, i'm not sure if i want that but that's why it's bothering me probably yeah, so i'm just like me. how can you do that for what so is this day at the work that you're just talking to people all the time? i'm more like efficiency productivity i want to get shit done and not be on the phone for five I hours but that's this productivity layer deeper is like <laughs> you don't even allow yourself to have a cup of coffee with somebody because you see that as a fun thing. There we and go. That's what yeah. he's doing all day is just chatting with people. Chatting, blah, blah. Chit chat. Not even talking phone. business. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing this. Yeah, this we just moved that. houses and my fiance and I don't know what. And Talk I'm just like, <laughs> this guy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. It's really interesting. So if you have that where you like cannot relate at all to someone, you should really actually spend a bit of a... And uh, yeah, there's another theory. When you have that, you should find one thing. Common ground. Common ground or you like admire about that person. And then like 
keep that in mind and then try to get a little more inside you know so if mm. there's someone that, like that guy i might be like hey what's you doing because you apparently started like i know his whole life story you apparently started a new job what is it about and like obviously he's like climbing his career so that's something where i'm interested in so mm. if i would get this into my mind and then have a conversation with me with him it might be a nice one then you have something to connect about. Yeah, exactly. Something that I may be show interest. Yeah, exactly. You know. Oh. Like, I still think like if you're in a really dark place yourself. Yeah. And you're not busy connecting. Yeah, of course you close you like, more and more. Your wounds or hurt. But that's why I found it so strong that uh, our viewer. Yeah. Reached out basically saying like, "Whoa, you guys are talking about." the emotional roller coaster of change and something super uh, losing life is like one of the biggest fears amongst humans yeah, yeah. and then losing a loved one's life your own child's life super heavy like on the heavy chart it's like you wish nobody experiences that Absolutely. like we're all meant to lose our parents and when that happens we cry our eyes out mm. And then what if you lose your child? It's super. And then she chooses to reach out. And she, she says how hard it is to allow all these emotions while at the same time you see, like, that's why I found interesting. Like, she's choosing to connect. She's choosing to share the hurt that she's going through and saying how difficult it is. And... Uh, I know plenty of people who don't. I also know those people, but in some sense, it also brings me to what my nana would say. Yeah. If you have something really heavy and you share it, it becomes lighter. Yeah, that's true. You know, so reaching out and saying, hey, this is my situation. We picked it up and we kind of like share the energy with her. So maybe it gets mm. a bit lighter for her. Maybe she's listening to this episode and she'd be like, wow, those guys have like really took it in. Yeah, you know, they, they spend some time thinking about it and they are talking about it that mm. makes it lighter and easier in some sense for me mm. so i think this is also oh, you feel cared for yeah i think there are always two types of people some that are just really closing off and not sharing and i have been there especially during my burnout i was like to the outside where i'm fine inside wreck but yeah, or think, the ones that reach out and just talk about their things. Yeah, I think you also, if you would have a bad day, you wouldn't be like, who wants to cheer me up? Mm, maybe I would call some people that I know would cheer me up. Mm. I would talk to you, I know you would cheer me up. Because you're just like, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I myself <laughs> have had me. to learn <laughs> that if I'm having a bad day or a bad week, and that sharing it alleviates that. Yeah. Or just be like, hey, can somebody come and chill with me because I just can't figure it out today. Yeah. But yeah. I'm the same person who uh, many years thought, no, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing, don't reach out, don't go out, beat yourself with a stick until you can smile again. And um, Yeah. I guess I like the conversation that we're having, but at the same time, I'm like, 
if somebody is in that dark place that they're choosing not to connect. For instance, a friend of mine went through a very bad relationship, very abusive. This girl is very uh, psychotic, uh, so to say, very manipulative. He got abused. He was not really willing to acknowledge the amount of abuse he went through, but he got beat up. He got picked up by the police. He got a whole bunch of headache lined up there. And now his father is not so healthy anymore. So this is also a sad thing for him. And he just chooses to not talk about the bad things. He mm-hmm. chooses uh, to drink his uh, pain away. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, keep destroying himself. Mm-hmm. I try to connect with him by being like, hey man, I see that you're going through rough patches. These are not nice things to go through and you're also not adding anything to the situation because you keep getting fucked up and picked up by the police for doing mm-hmm. stupid shit. Yeah. So you're eating, adding insult to injury. But I care about you and it's hard to watch. That's all I can say. All yeah. I can say to him is I care about you and I see that you're going through the rough thing and it's hard to watch. Mm-hmm. I hope you do better. I hope I can do something. I hope you know we care. I'm like, what is something that will allow a person like him in his situation mm-hmm. uh, to go to an AA meeting, stop drinking, start sharing, start healing? I think you just really got to get to that point yourself, you know? Like, I feel people have a certain influence on you, but there comes a day where you're just like, that was enough. Something needs to change. I got to go to an AA meeting. Whatever. I got to, whatever it is, I just got to, I got to lose those 150 kilos because I'm really just not healthy. Whatever it is, like you have to come to the point where you just reach the point where you're like, this is the end line. Now, this is like the dead end line. Now I got to go back. I mm-hmm. got to take a turn. And yeah, it takes years. Mm-hmm takes a long time but I think if you have people around where you feel they care and they're like hey I see you're not in a good place and I would really like to see you doing better I think that also gives you a reason to change something you know mm-hmm. that's why opening up creates this situation where others see and are the ones to tell you hey listen I'm here for you mm-hmm. if you want to talk I mean, yeah, I had that too. Sometimes people was just like, yeah, whatever it is, if you feel like you want to talk, I'm here. And you can say it again and again mm. and again. And at some point, those people might also reach out yeah. and be like, hey, listen, I know you asked me 10 times for a coffee. I didn't want to, but I think now I'm ready to talk mm-hmm. about it, you know? No, so, yeah, a good friend of mine, she's also going through a super heavy phase of, yeah, heavy family issues and really uh, struggling with her energy and whole life situation and she didn't really open up and still yeah didn't but I'm like yeah whenever you want to talk I really care I really care for you Mm. and I I know how young you are and I really I would love to see you better Mm. and I think this knowledge already is yeah good enough to decide people care for you yeah that is true. Yeah. 
Yeah, it can get you through rough patches if you know people who care. When you don't care about yourself so much anymore. Yeah. That's also a point that you can end up at. Yeah. How you feel about today's episode? Pretty good. I still yeah. have questions. You have questions? Shoot. Yeah. Shoot, shoot, shoot. <laughs> How is it for you for yeah, being uh, in a wheelchair um, when people cannot really relate? How does... How does that come across? I remember when I was talking about you with my little brother and uh, and the, he's like super straightforward and he was like, yeah, I'm not sure I can deal with it, that he's in a wheelchair and the whole situation of like asking how that happened, etc. Um, yeah, mm. how is that for you? How it's for me when people cannot relate? Yeah, or they like have difficulties asking questions and... If people know. struggle asking questions, I don't know, because then they're just <laughs> struggling by themselves. Yeah. When people ask questions, I'm pretty chill with it. Mm. I think one of the most difficult things that I really notice that people cannot relate mm is for instance with my friend that was saying that he would move me on the sidewalk because he oh felt gosh, like yeah. Yeah. he felt like mm -hmm. I was in the way or I was mm -hmm. blocking the way like I'm an object mm -hmm. um, that I find uh, then I realize that people cannot relate mm -hmm. or that their own view of life is different than mine like mm -hmm. Or if someone just grabs you to push you around, I think that's also not really being able doesn't to sit with like if we're joking and playing, it's nice, but if it's like exerting dominance, then I cannot appreciate yeah. it or yeah uh, whatever so. it's not I don't even think it comes from a place of exerting dominance. It comes more from a place from from a place thinking that you're helpless and yeah, you need to be pushed around yeah, discomfort it's. Like it's the elephant in the room. Like I've had people, yeah, I've had people that I'm having a dinner with them and they're like, wow, I had dinner with you and I don't even notice that you're in a wheelchair. And I'm Jeez, like, wow, what's that quote? No, but I'm like, <laughs> we're having dinner. Go take me to the inner cities of Italy. Then you'll notice that I'm in a wheelchair. It fucking sucks. It's like pebbles and stones and rocks and yeah. hills. <laughs> so it's a, it's a physical thing. I feel like for me, like I am not mentally. Uh, I notice it when I'm with my friends who take us into the mountains. They're like, let's go hiking to this waterfall. I'm like, I don't have to carry me. I don't know how your back is doing. I love it, I appreciate it, but I don't want you guys to force yourself, mm -hmm. you know, to do something that's not mm -hmm. um, safe. Yeah. Um, I think one of the hardest interactions of not being able to relate I had was in a fight with my mom that at some point she just said, yeah, you have to learn to adapt. And what I was, was like, it about? No? This is a long time ago, but just uh, 
like you tried to s the wheelchair in the house for two days, yeah. and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and that's when so many things were like, oh, this is annoying. Oh, this so is many good. things were just clear for me. Yeah. After that, I was like, okay, wow, man. Yeah. Complete different view of the house and how to get around. Yeah. Exactly. So that's a great way to to be able to relate. But I guess half of the time I'm also not even busy with it myself. Mm. I notice it when I go to parties or festivals. A lot of people that come up to me either know somebody in a wheelchair themselves or have a relative that is sick. Um, a lot of people give respect, which I don't find I per se deserve, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think for the strength, you deserve respect. I guess, yeah, I don't I think the only moment that I find it hard to relate really. I guess if somebody's super complaining about being in a wheelchair, mm -hmm. that triggers something in me. Mm -hmm. If somebody- But it's just in general, someone is super complaining. I think. About anything, yeah, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. And if I'm dealing with the instances that have to fix my stuff, like the companies that are responsible for providing these services, yeah. Yeah. if those people are being unreasonable, then it pisses me off because then I feel like they do not relate to, and that's their job to be able to be like, hey, this is urgent, yeah. like you have a flat tire, let's fix this flat tire. Yeah, in two weeks. Okay, that's a good idea. Let's, let's yeah. just sit here for two weeks until we can fix yeah, this. Yeah, I remember when, the, uh, when you had your old wheelchair and oh. the guy came to fix your rims, oh. the, 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 the top the rim, hoops, yeah. the hoops, and then he was like, yeah, no, mm, no, cannot do anything. No. And just like that, like no solution, nothing. And I was even like, excuse me? <laughs> what no. is this? Like, can you offer something? Those are like, the instances that you're like, hey, this is not cool. Oh, yeah. And he was complaining about like, how can you how use them so much? Uh, and then you'd be so like, excuse me, you have legs, you walk and I have wheelchair to get around. Like, what is even this conversation exactly yeah. about? Huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> get another job. <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty interesting. No, I just mm -hmm. I think for me, I think was... the biggest for me is like the cold. Mm -hmm. Like now it's colder again. Mm -hmm. And it's really like, I have one guy who also is like very bad in the winter. He suffers mentally mm -hmm. because he's physically less healthy in the winter mm -hmm. and he's not even in a wheelchair. Uh, and he was also like, oh, this year with the lockdown, everything is kind of creepy because usually I would have one or two big holidays planned in the winter yeah. away from the cold. And he was like, yeah. oh, it's going to be grinding time this year. So true. And my own family is like, ah, come on, put on some extra layers and be warm, which I get. They don't like the concept of me leaving or that I'm in pain. <laughs> no one does. Oh, and also but, like, yeah. I guess if I describe how it feels in that moment, they're like, oh, that's horrible. 
but in their everyday life it's not top of their you head. You don't feel that every day. That's the point. Also, you don't wake like up with it, with you don't you. go to sleep with it. I don't like if you share then I feel it in that moment, but most of the time we just don't share. Mm, yeah. And then I touch your arm and you're like, don't because it burns, you know? And then I'm like, Oh wow, yeah. Didn't mm. think about that for the whole day, but it probably was going on the whole day. Yeah. So that's also a difference. But yeah. But I don't feel like that's I don't expect people to be there. Why not? <laughs> yeah, because I also don't want to be there. <laughs> no, but like... It's such a constant thing mm -hmm. that I also just put in a category of like, okay... Some people have migraines. Am I super sad about them having migraines all the time? Yeah. I'm honest, I'm not. It sucks to have a migraine. What you got to do to prevent your migraines, do that shit, and then you still get migraines. It sucks to be you. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it sucks to be me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the cookie crumbles, I would say. I don't know. I think... Uh... You and your stomach. How much issues do you have with your stomach? But still I share. Yeah, you share. And that's good. And I'm usually like, what can we do? Not much. Okay, here's a hot But for me, the sharing, exactly. The hot pillow does some a lot. Some type of care, some kind of yes. love. Sometimes I'm stroking my head. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, maybe there is some room there for me to grow. And I think so. Allowing think some tenderness and love. And feeling comforted, I think. Yeah. My whole concept of being comforted is like, no, that's where people get weak, you know. Mm. Comfort, comfort. <laughs> comfort is for rich children who cannot survive a day in the woods. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, yeah, in that sense, I cannot relate a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. <laughs> I disagree that comfort is uh, <laughs> for rich kids. For rich kids and uh, <laughs> makes you weak, especially yeah, that part. I think it's something great if people can emotionally relate. I think that's that's my experience. Easier. People who are used to a high level of comfort experience a lot of discomfort if it's a little of their usual comfort missing. You know? But it depends on far you go left and right. If you have a lot of comfort, but if you also put yourself into discomfort, I don't know, my cold shower mm. is discomfort, but I do it because it's... Six months ago, you took one cold shower and now you're going to That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not true. No, but then like the warm winter blanket that we have is so much comfort for me, but then I also get to take myself into discomfort. Mm. It's your own decision. If you only sit in comfort, of course it's not taking you, you know, mm. in the other direction. But yeah, I think it was a great episode. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Enjoy your cold shower tomorrow. <laughs> Double check on that. Double check on that. <laughs> Thanks for listening, watching. Mm. Make sure you're subscribed. Share topics yeah. and ideas if you have them with Absolutely. us. Absolutely. You can reach us on every social media love change there. love change yes and see you next week yes thank you have a lovely evening bye bye